Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pot on Your Loons. This is Justin. Pot on Your Loons. Sam, back in Minnesota. Pot on Your Loons. This is James. Off Twitch this time. Pot on Your Loons. This is Doomsday. Yay. Hey. The four of us. When's the last time all four of us were on? Maybe like the 100th episode celebration. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> people, people keep... We're 40 episodes further than that now. We're almost at 150. Wow. Man, that's... so Jeremy, are you going to be available for that episode? You know all the milestones. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I do what I can, man. <laughs> uh, probably don't need a one fifty celebration. We'll wait until two hundred, right? You know, you know, I actually got called out yesterday because uh, I don't know what the conversation was, but my wife said, "You know, the stupid loons are starting to get as bad as the Packers," and I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> oh you mean like as far as the amount of time that you invest into it correct yeah. <laughs> oh man she didn't she didn't realize what she was signing up for when she let you have what was it one day a week was that what the <laughs> previous agreement was uh yeah i don't you know i i should probably pay attention to those things but i don't really you know i don't know what i what she's agreed to i just i just get yelled at and move on <laughs> no, like your your wife is awesome. Like I, I know we're kind of teasing her, but you watch every single NFL game. Like if the NFL is on, you're watching. And yep. she like agreed to leave you alone. Like prior to you guys getting married, she agreed to just leave you alone during NFL. But she said that with the caveat of you're not gonna do this with the twins, you're not gonna do this with the gophers, you're not gonna do this with the wild. You have the yeah, so NFL. And but she That's forgot it. about the loons. Yeah, she waited. Like he just waited, and he was like, "Okay, MLS team, bam, we're in loons." Oop, I'm, I'm gonna a... just sneak right past you there and yeah. uh, get into a fandom. Oop, oop, just gonna get in the MLS right there. Now, here, here's a question, Jeremy. So Denise is a coastie, right? She grew up on the West Coast, then lived on the East Coast. Has she learned op yet? No, but she she likes to make fun of people who use it on Facebook and others. Sure, because she doesn't get it. I, but really, I, the the only person I see that uses it on a regular basis is Joanna. So, like, I don't really <laughs> see it that much either. Shout out <laughs> Joanna, a yeah. former coworker of Jeremy, Justin, and I. Shout out! I highly doubt that you're listening, but shout just, out. Just a quintessential Minnesota accent, though. So yes, I agree. I agree, Jeremy. I think <laughs> she's one of the few people I know that has that in their vernacular yeah i love i love that the governor put it on twitter like i sent you guys the tweet that the governor used like i thought that was great getting right into it the governor's twitter skills are are pretty epic i i like i like the governor on twitter do you think the governor <laughs> actually tweets or does someone else get paid yeah, do you think he has a social him? media manager or is just see, like see here's this the is what we're gonna tweet it, it doesn't matter what's real it matters like as long as i can feel have the narrative that he does it that's all that matters like perception is reality right? clearly it's probably not him but who cares right it's just like it's like when you get an autograph right like yeah you can get the certificate of authentic authentication and tell you it's real and all that good stuff but like at the end of the day like yeah the autograph doesn't matter if it's actually real <laughs> the the certificate of authentication is that what you called it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the english listen man i'm in summer mode I, the english language isn't something i'm using very often right Jeremy, now. it's okay it's okay they, yep. i'm sure somewhere you know you buy something from china it might say certificate of authentication <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i don't even know i can't even yeah 
for me, it's authentic, authenticity. And now I can't say it the way Jeremy says it because it just sounds so wrong to me. <laughs> or, 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 yeah. Anyway, words are hard. Words are hard. Yep. We don't need to get in a hizzy about it. <laughs> That's a throwback, Parani Loon's reference. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, James, you got five worder. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to combine one word that probably shouldn't be combined, but we're going to do it anyway. Uh, Ray plus Pookie equals party time. Yeah, it, baby. It looks good. Like, it looks that chemistry good. is already there, and it's only going to get better. And, oh, man, that's exciting. Yeah. Agreed. And, and I, I'm excited to join the Pookie party. I haven't really gotten to watch him yet because I was gone for two weeks. So, Well, and even, like, you know, we're going to get into the games, I'm sure, but everybody else gets to be involved in that party too because of those two just being there it's great <laughs> yeah i mean just watching him it's just it's obvious that he's played at the highest level like he he just has a different football iq than most of the guys on the pitch i think jeremy it was you that i was chatting with during one of these games one of the three um <laughs> where he was playing though and it was like he saw a space that no one else did he ran to it and was like very subtly getting attention of his players right he wasn't just waving his arms like he was he was finding space for himself for his teammates to set him up and i don't i don't see mender garcia doing that uh i don't see i didn't see luis amaria do that right um that's a that's a veteran move and and yeah it's it's been fun to watch so far i did see luis amaria kick a guy in the face um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, yeah. just, just this is Sparta, the guy right in the head. And it, and it wasn't on purpose, right? Like, we all know it wasn't, but oh boy. Hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah, straight red. That was a bit awkward. Yeah, I'll have to find that clip. You miss things when you go away. Yeah, how was, pretty... how was the, uh, how was Mount Rushmore and your, your whole, your whole road trip? Yeah, yeah, we, we had a really good time. A really good time. I know my son won't remember any of it, but hopefully my daughter re remembers a decent amount. We went, I mean, we were gone for 11 nights, right? And we we went everywhere from Omaha to all over Colorado to we went back through like Cheyenne and the Black Hills. And so we we're gone for quite a bit. We almost got every state with the license plate game. I was proud of that. We got 47 states plus DC. We missed out on, of course, Hawaii. And then it was Hawaii. It was Delaware. Thanks, Biden. And then West Virginia, <laughs> which like, thanks Obama, <laughs> which immediately after getting back to Minneapolis, I see I, I went to the Yellow Card concert when we got back, and there was a West Virginia plate parked right next to where we parked, and I was like, really? You couldn't have <laughs> followed us all the way to Mount Rushmore? Now, so, Sam, did you do what I would do, which is, did you have a notebook and did you write all the states down and did you have check marks because? That's what I would have done. This is well, what was this driving, was what my Sarah question did. was going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey did. had the pad and paper in the back. Yep. He was, <laughs> yeah, he's not even two yet, but he was documenting the whole trip. Good. It was great. Mn, uh, yeah. wi, uh, <laughs> co. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good trip. It was a very good trip. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. One of the kids is much better in the car, and one of the kids is much better in hotels, and. Yeah, it would have been cool if they could have aligned a little bit better. It would have been cool if they could have been pissed off at the same time and happy at the same time. So um, 
Sam is better in the car and Sarah yeah. is better in the hotels. <laughs> <laughs> I was a champ all along. <laughs> anyway, that's that's enough about that. But yeah, it's family road trips are fun. And we'll we'll do another one. We'll do another one. The kids will just keep getting better at it. So how many are we there yet happened on the trip? Oh, I mean, I don't PTSD right there with that face. <laughs> you know, you they it, did it was pretty good. It, it was really like once you got past, we tried to stop enough so that we weren't driving. I think the most we drove in one day was on two occasions. We drove six hours in one day. But the second to last day of driving, we're driving from Cheyenne, Wyoming. No, we're sorry. We're driving from the Black Hills to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And that was a little over five hours. And hour four on, my daughter was about as miserable <laughs> as she could have possibly been. That was the the hardest parenting experience because it's just like an hour of driving where you hear nothing but screaming makes me really sympathize with the school bus drivers. And Oof. it was just it was just miserable. Like, cause what are you what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like you can't. You can't just turn on a podcast and tune her out. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's God. what I would have done. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to hear it. This is this this makes a lot more sense why uh, Sam was was making a lot of get excited to have kids. James comments the last few weeks. He was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait for you to have kids. Kids was I think was the last one. That was great. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, it was good. I was like, guys, Minnesota Aurora, they're having like a watch party for the Women's World Cup. Just go to it. Sounds like. <sighs> just, just you wait. wait that was more what it was getting at, right? James yeah. always finds us these cool events that he thinks we should go to, uh, either through Aurora or Minneapolis City or whatnot. He James is really good at finding us events. He'd be he'd be a good like I, I don't know what the word it's, would be, but he, if I was out and about and needed someone to just create my social calendar, I would leave it to James. He would it's he, almost like I have a diploma of events management. <laughs> Almost like that, yeah. Which I do. So so coincidental. <laughs> well, and, and I'm like, okay, 8 p.m. watch party at TCO Stadium uh, sponsored by Minnesota Aurora. That sounds really fun. Uh, but if I am going to, like, get a baby sweater, babysitter, not baby sweater. <laughs> if I'm going to get a baby sweater, <laughs> like, just the... <laughs> It needs to be epic for me to get a baby sweater. Whatever I'm going to needs to be epic. And watch parties are fun, right? Watch parties are fun, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get a baby sweater over one. Yeah. How much? How much do you think? Have, have you taken them? Have you taken them to a game yet? I think right. You've you've taken them to a loons game. Not a loons I, game. I took CC to a loons game. I've not taken Joey anywhere yet. And she lasted how long in the seat? Uh, we stayed for most of the game. It was that game last summer, like maybe early September, early September, 2022. It was against Dallas. We thought this was going to be like a clash of the Titans. And then we just got whooped. So we, I think we left maybe like 70th minute or something like that. Understandable regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, I think if it would have been a better game, we would have kept her there a little bit longer, but yeah, she was ready to go. Anyway, guys, uh, should we get on with the show? Because we got a long one today. Justin, you want to tell us everything we got coming up? Yeah, so we we have 
We have to talk about our teams, obviously. Uh, some of them have finished their seasons since we last uh, we last recorded, so we'll have to talk about the finish to those those years. Um, we have three loons games, obviously, and oh, oh, James is writing something in in my my show overview. Messi is officially here, so they've started to roll out the red carpet. I don't have much in the notes, so James, do you want to say anything about, yeah, about Messi? I'll talk, I'll talk about it. Do you want me to do it now, or we can we can also yeah yeah well, so we can do it. Yeah, do they, now. They kind of rolled out the red carpet um, yesterday, I think it was. They, yesterday being Sunday, Sunday, I think they rolled out the red carpet at um, at Miami's, into Miami Stadium. It was hissing with rain, like proper throwing it down. Um, people were standing outside. I was reading Twitter, $200 messy jerseys were selling like hotcakes outside the stadium. Pack Stadium, uh, they had, yeah, they had like a, a whole celebration, like a walkout thing. Like Beckham was there, of course, being being owner, and and yeah, like part of it was in Spanish, part of it was in English. Uh, they also showed off uh, Sergio Busquets. Uh, he also came out. Crazy thing was, he has lived thirty five years in Spain, perfect English. Uh, literally did the whole thing in English. It was it was wild to see, and then the MLS. Had this really beautiful thing where the MLS official Twitter tweeted out this picture of uh, what they thought was Sergio Busquets kissing the World Cup trophy and kind of talking about his, his achievements, but was actually uh, Alvaro Abelola, I think that's how you say it, Abeloa, uh, who is not Sergio Busquets. Uh, so then the official MLS Twitter account had to basically take down that photo, put up the real photo, and then like meme themselves by being like, admin needs glasses. Like, <laughs> Is this the same person that had the, the wrong Dutch coach a few years back? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Random bald so, guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that'll be one. There's enough of them. There's enough of them in the Netherlands. But yeah, so MLS accidentally tweeted the wrong picture of Sergio Busquets. Uh, but yeah. why you shouldn't so, run your own Twitter. Yeah, right. but no, into Miami, a uh, couple of people there. So, <laughs> and Jordi Alba is on the way. I don't know if it's official yet, right? But I think I think he's also been linked to them. So yep. yeah, they're they're gonna have a nice little former Barca contingent. Hopefully, they can climb out of the the bottom, the bottom of the league. Yes, because they are the worst team. And uh, also speaking of the MLS, Arsenal rock up for uh, All Star game. So Arsenal, uh, it's MLS All Star week. But Arsenal are in town as well. They're the one who are able to cheer for them because there were literally no loons on that roster. So, yeah. So I know we. I know. I know we have a lot of show to go, but um, here's an interesting question, right? Even though we're not going to talk about Arsenal, worst team in the MLS, is Miami the favorite to win the MLS Cup? Probably no. I mean, they're only twelve points away from the playoffs or something. It was saying. I mean, because if they get in, I mean, nah, I've heard a lot of people say the rest of the team is still so bad it won't matter. But I don't know. They, they, it, it, I don't know what the books say, but you might want to put some money on it. So I, mean, I've, I've been gone so good when he came. So I, I've been gone. <laughs> so correct me, and and this is going to sound like a stupid I question for up. someone that's been really clued into the MLS lately. You got to keep in mind I've been driving with little kids for two weeks. Uh, and then I went straight to the yellow card concert after getting back. Uh, but 
am, am I right in saying that Messi hasn't played an MLS game yet? Or has he nope. already? Nope. He has not. That was the they just lost to St. Louis 3-0, and that was the last game without him. Okay. So okay. He's, 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 next going to, he's gonna debut in their first league leagues cup game this week. Okay. So that that's good context because even even St. Louis, I saw St. Louis because the game was at St. Louis, and I saw the club put out a statement kind of for their version of the Wonderwall, yeah. right? Their supporters section. They were saying absolutely no messy jerseys allowed in here. It doesn't matter if it's an inner Miami messy jersey. It doesn't matter if it's Argentina. It doesn't matter if it's Barca, PSG, old boys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're wearing his peewee soccer jersey. They said absolutely no messy jerseys in the supporter section. I think MLS clubs are very, very, um, well, obviously aware that you're going to get a lot of Messi fans coming to these games and people are going to be coming to these games cheering for Messi. So, I mean, you could see something where Inter-Miami gets the 12 points that they need to, well, makes up the 12 points that they're down right now in the table, does make the playoffs and go, well, they're going to have to play on the road, but they could be playing in a lot of very friendly atmospheres because Messi's on the team. So I, I just... I would think it wouldn't be far-fetched to say, I don't know if they'd be the favorite, but I don't think it's far-fetched to say that Messi and Inter-Miami, if they really do come together and really click, yeah, right? It could happen. Yeah, Justin. Um, Mr. Mr. Sam? Just kidding. Uh, so I looked at, the, I looked at the, the odds, and they are not the favorites this year. Uh, <laughs> but I, the, the book that I'm looking at, the DraftKings book, already has the MLS Cup winner for 2024 up, and there's just one team that they're taking bets on, and it's Inter-Miami plus 300. Uh, they For this season, however, though, they are at plus 5,000, which makes them the 15th uh, best odds to win the Cup, which is, I mean, considering their Considering <laughs> their last place out of 29 teams yeah. to be considered 15th best is... That's a pretty big step. Also, there's an yeah. interesting. Um, We're at eight thousand, by the way, plus eight thousand. So uh, they have better odds than us. But there was a few things that were quite interesting about what came out of yesterday. So, firstly, Messi's introduction. It was the announcer was like, "He's into Miami's number ten. He's America's number 10. And I was like, "Really? Are we sure? Are we sure he's America's number 10? Like, mm. Really? If you voted, if He's you voted, number yeah. 10 if we want him to be our number 10. <laughs> I'm sure he'll just come play for the U.S. men's national team. But no, the other thing, of course, was that I don't think Messi has ever played on artificial turf or very, very rarely, I would assume, has played on artificial turf. And Don Garber basically said that his expectations are that teams will just install a temporary grass surface on top of their turf when he comes to town. Uh, but Atlanta and uh, who's CLT? Is that Columbus? Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte. That's the uh, Panther Stadium. Yeah. So uh, Atlanta and Charlotte were not planning to do so. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. You know, I want to change my life goal from getting into Kai Kamara shape by the time I'm Kai Kamara's age <laughs> to I want to get to the point where people have to change their floor when I arrive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, Sam requires uh, hardwood, hardwood yep. floors. So yep. uh, make those accommodations, please. 
It's probably yeah, more likely that people would just put tarps down so I don't spill and stain their carpet, but yeah, also fair. But you, you mentioned about messy jerseys, right? And Sam and dollars. Yeah, so there was you already saw pictures like there was the Austin game. There was a kid that had a full messy jersey on, uh, like a full messy kit as well. Like his dad and his it looked like his dad and his sister had Austin shirts and he had a messy shirt. And then someone was saying it might have been Jacob uh, Schneider or Andy Greener or something that at the Minnesota United two game, I think there was someone, a kid that had a messy shirt on as well. So all the way up in Minnesota, messy, messy shirts are, are starting to get out there as well. So, yeah, they are going to be everywhere. I would not be surprised if going to Allianz, you're going to see messy jerseys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I obviously am not going to be buying one. I probably wouldn't buy one for my kid, even if they really, really, really wanted one. I'd say, yeah, wait for Santa to get you that one. But Well, it might be Santa, funnily enough, considering that the MLS store or the Inter Miami store uh, is a pre... You can pre-order the jersey, which will ship no later than November the 22nd. <laughs> and, so. and like, I... Because, right, we have kits selling... If you want a name on the back of your Minnesota United kit, that's like 160, I believe, from the official team store. And yep. I think that that's ridiculous. $200? Yep. Just why? I, I, whatever. I because obviously people will pay it, Sam. I know. I know. People right? will pay it. Capitalism going to capitalism. Right. I know. I know. I already know the answer. I already know why. Not yeah, here we go. Uh, Jacob like Schneider. We're saying uh, at the National Sports Center in Blaine for the MLS Next Pro match, uh, there was uh, a kid in a Messi shirt. Inter Miami? Inter Miami's? Sorry, inter, yeah, Inter yeah. Miami's uh, Messi shirt. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, because oh, any middle school teacher knows that there's Messi jerseys all over. They're just mostly Barca or Argentina. Yeah, uh, sorry, prayers prayers for the middle school teachers that have to deal with the douchey kid that shows up in the Messi Inter Miami jersey. And just acts like he's a huge MLS fan. Yeah. And just roasting everybody else. And doesn't even know who his local team is. Yeah. And he's like in Atlanta or something. Like I just think about the kids that we had at the Dukes that were just like, your team's so trash. I bet just a kid wearing an Air Miami jersey just telling every- you like the loons, they're trash. Enter Miami. Uh, what's funny is I think we're all we're all thinking of the same kid right now and uh, I'm still in contact with him and he makes more money than all of us <laughs> of course he does of course he does uh, good uh, times yeah. good times can we get on with this show though yeah let's <laughs> get on with it sorry for sidetracking with messy talk but that's what he does to the MLS yeah the last thing on my show overview uh, Sam is going to tell us about a new signing and he doesn't nice. know anything about this guy because he's been off the grid. So yeah, been off the grid. We are very close to signing someone from Tranmere Rovers, which I believe is a, uh, which I believe is a League Two team, right? Football League Two in England. But he does have some some Reading credentials as well, which Reading, last I checked, is Championship. So yeah, uh, name uh, Reading got relegated. Yeah, they got oh, relegated. that's so, sorry, Matt, fellow co-worker who's a Reading fan and goes to every game. Uh, they got relegated. Yeah, because wow. they lost points in the... They financially were not okay. Um, Ooh. Yeah. They were on a transfer embargo for like three years or something and then also didn't make... Uh, yeah, they got relegated. Okay, so it makes sense they weren't able to hold on to this guy. 21-year-old defender, 
Ethan Bristow was not in the Tranmere Rovers lineup for a friendly that they had earlier this week. So maybe it's coming soon. He's coming off of a great season. According to these notes that I'm looking at, he is the third highest rated player on foot mob for Tranmere Rovers. So that's pretty awesome. He has a 7.23. Um, these great notes by Justin that I am reading state <laughs> that Andy Greeter said in his article from June 28th, quote, Bristow was a workhorse for Tranmere Rovers in England's League Two last season, playing 4,140 minutes across 46 matches. He had one goal and two assists. And then Justin also adds the note, from the highlights I watched, he was not super involved offensively. That's also what I heard from his writing time. This should just be like a, a new thing where I just read Justin's thoughts. <laughs> He's right there <laughs> next to me. I don't know if you want to do that, Sam, but... Yeah, <laughs> we can dabble. I should get rid of this hair. No. Can that be a segment? Like, you just give me an excerpt from your diary, like every week. <laughs> this and is my diary. We just your diary. And I researched Ethan yeah. Bristow today, yeah. and uh, is it like the deep thoughts with Jack Handy? We'll, <laughs> we'll have deep thoughts with Stat Daddy. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Deep, deep thoughts with, with Stat, Stat Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> that could be an entire podcast. That's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> If someone pays me for it, I'll do it. Uh, yeah. So I look. I looked into this. So he's he's like six two or six one, depending on web, what website you look at. Um, which would make him. He's either one of the like tied for the tallest guy on our team, or he's the second tallest guy on our team. Situation. Uh, he'd be taller than every left back that we have, uh, and and most of our center backs. So uh, this feels like to me. I guess my guess. My guess would be that this is like the long-term Debassi replace replacement because he's a left-footed, like athletic center back guy. He's pretty quick, sure. you know. He moves around pretty well, so I think it sounds like a like regardless of what position he's going to play, he's a big body, and I'm I'm excited to see what they do with him. Yeah. So I got some uh, I got like the inside info from from uh, Matt about how it went at Reading, right? Um, he was in their youth ranks. Uh, he came up, played championship, was playing in a dreadful Reading team at that point when he played for them. Uh, wasn't totally amazing at championship level. Um, but, yeah, like I said, played a lot for Tranmere Rovers, third highest rated guy on their team, right? Like, looks real good there. So, yeah, kind of League 2, League 1. Also has championship teams looking at him as well um, for, for transferring. It's not just us who are looking at him. So, yeah, pretty much kind of like I would expect like a League One level would be good enough. Um, maybe maybe see how he goes in championship. But, I mean, for MLS, I also don't think we're a championship level team. So, sounds fine to yeah. me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say MLS is probably high-end League One. Yeah, which uh, he looks perfectly suitable for. So Yeah. Well, cool. Well, let's shift things on over. And... Okay, just one thing I'll, I'll add here. And, you know, Bristow probably isn't being brought in to sort of change the course of the Minnesota United season. But all these summer transfers, right? Because this is when the rest of the world does business. Our season starts in March. We bring in all these players after we've already been playing half a season, right? We got Lud that way. We got Reynoso that way. Now we got Pookie that way. It's just 
right? Obviously, it's cheaper and easier to do business in the summer, but man, wouldn't it be nice to start off the season with these guys? Wouldn't it have been nice to like having the pookie party all year long? Yep. <laughs> Would have been nice. Yeah. Would have uh, been nice. One last piece of info, I guess, to, to bring up about his value. So he's transfer marked has him at a 450. 450,000. Uh, that would slot him into our club as being right behind Kamar Lawrence, our other left back, uh, and just ahead of Zarek Valentin, our right back, right? So he's 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 that caliber of player. This isn't this isn't like a coming and start guy, right? This is a this is a for the future build up that depth that we've been building up. Um, and hopefully he can be good for us in the future. And he yeah. He because he came up through youth, right? He and as you can see on the thank you, Justin, for the transfer marks. I'm just going to read Justin's notes. Uh, it's super easy. Now, uh, he played uh, a little bit in Premier League two as well, right? Because he came up through Reading Youth when they were in the Premier League, so he played against like the youthful Premier League teams as well. So he has some experience against people who would be playing in the Premier League right now. So it's also going to be good experience. So yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see how it is. Like you said, Sam, I don't think it's going to change the world, but I think uh, I think there's some good depth and he can bring some good experience as well, having played in Championship and Premier League 2 and EFL 2. So, yeah, and obviously it's just good to have, you know, we, we have some guys on our back line that are that are getting up there in age, right? Debasi, Boxy, you know, whether he's one of their direct replacements or not, right? They They're not going to be around forever. That's sports. So bringing in a guy in his early 20s, sounds good. Sounds good to me. Let's shift, though. Let's talk about Aurora. We're closing out our season with them after they lost in the quarterfinals to Indy 11. That game was held in Flint, Michigan. They lose to Indy 11 0-1. Kind of a big bummer. Do we have any thoughts on this game? Right. I, I was following along. My wife and I kind of were... I had it stream. I had this one streaming on my phone, but we weren't the most focused on it. But do you guys have thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that it it showed the fact that we need to have better competition throughout the year. Um, yep. I mean, honestly, it Minnesota Aurora looked a little out of sorts with how they were being played. They looked like they were having pressure put on them, which they weren't used to. Um, and it wasn't like they played poorly. It just like, they were actually like being challenged. And, you know, when you haven't been punched in the mouth all season, and then someone comes and punches you in the mouth, uh, you know, you got to be able to get back up from that. And so I just felt like if they had more games like this throughout the year, um, there might've been a different result. Cause I think the players, I mean, I think we had the players obviously to play with any team in this league, but, um, yeah, it just, I mean, if you watch that game, I, I think you would have just saw, like, you know, it wasn't like we spent the entire game in Indy 11's half, you know, they they actually countered us sometimes. They were keeping us in midfield, turning us over, things that we just, we just didn't see. Um, you know, I mean, the Chicago game, the other playoff game ahead of this, Chicago literally only had the ball once in the first half on the side of of our, of our midline. Like one time they had a player in possession of the ball on our half of the field, not let alone, they never got a shot off. So like when you take that compared to what Indy 11 was able to do, it just shows that we just need some more challenges throughout the season. 
Yeah, I agree. That, my my thoughts exactly. I have said this a few times. When we're able to just score at will against what Rochester, or I, I'm, I don't mean to kind of be teasing on these teams, but when we're able to just score on will against these other teams within our division, it one, I mean, that's not super fun to watch, right? That gets boring after a while. The excitement wears off. But yeah, like two, you get to the playoffs and you have the real competition and you're not used to it. You faced no adversity all season long and now all of a sudden you have to get it together and face that adversity. It would, And I get why they don't do this. I get that they're trying to keep costs down, but it's almost nice. It would almost be nice if we could find a way to have the Indy 11s, the Minnesota Auroras, the um, the San Francisco Glens have these teams all in their own little division together, maybe like a 10-team league apart from the rest of everybody else. It would make for a more entertaining regular season. It would make for probably a better playoff as well. You'd still have to keep it within that like six weeks that all these players are away from their college teams, but I, yeah, I, and again, I, I get that they try to keep things pretty reasonable so that, sorry, not pretty reasonable, pretty regional so that travel costs are down, but yeah, you know, maybe long term. It's just, it's sucky as well. Um, and I mean, the funny thing is, like, even in the first round of playoffs, we beat Chicago 1 0. We beat them like the week before 7 0. Right. right. So that was already kind of like, ah, oh, we're not, we're not beating them as well in the playoffs. And then, yeah, we played Indy 11. We lost. They won their semifinal. Uh, the 92nd minute, I think they scored a header to win 3-2. And now they're in the final against North Carolina Courage under-23s. Sure. Which, like, I don't know. For for me, that's just a little... Like, you have an NWSL team whose under-23 team is just chilling out in the pre-pro league. Like, aren't right. some of... Some of those players have to be getting paid, right? Like some well, of those players are good enough to be drafted by an NWSL team. It's not like it's not like none of our players have endorsements where they're getting at least some money to be here. That's true. So now that we've got the what do you call it? The NIL. NIL, yeah. Name image yeah. likeness. Yeah. We definitely have NIL players on Aurora. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess, and not to cry over spilt milk here too, but like why were the games played in Michigan? Oh, um, I mean, we're the number we're the number one team in 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 the league, and we yeah, don't so, get to host any games. No, it was a so it was a bidding process. So you had to bid, and like the national lacrosse champs or something were that week in TCO. So TCO was not free. Um, I don't know. This is what I talked about in the Discord with some people. I don't know. Like, could we have used Blaine? Could we have used Allianz Field? Even like. Could we have used somewhere else? But T- TCO wasn't available. But that's why... even more—that's even more idiotic, though. Like you know how long the season is. Like you know when, like you know when the playoffs are, and you know what kind of team you have. Like why are you booking things? You know, at a time when you could be hosting. That I, I don't know. It just shows the priority, I guess. That bothers me. Yeah, I—I I mean, I assume that if we had someone in the Minnesota Aurora Brass, I, I'm ass- assuming that they would have a pretty good explanation for this. Like, right, TCO is a lot nicer than Blaine. 
at the end of the day, like, do do I really care um, that TCO is that much nicer than Blaine? Probably not. But you go to TCO and, you, you know, TCO is the real deal. You go to Blaine and it feels like you're at just a big high school stadium. And I, I, I'm guessing they're trying to get away from that. But if it meant that, right, if it, if it meant that we could easy, more easily host playoff games, I would probably opt for Blaine. I don't know. I I yeah. get it. I, I I get weighing the pros and cons. TCO is awesome, but yeah. So that that that's the reason why we didn't we didn't bid for it. So then it went to Michigan. It's also interesting to see that in the semifinals, right? Like North Carolina and Indy Eleven both hosted and both won. So home field advantage. Uh, Did they host? Wait, what? Oh, they they hosted in their stadiums in the semifinal. That's what I understood. Okay. Yeah, I stopped following after a rare loss. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, as I understood it, Indy Eleven played at yeah Grand Park Championship Field, which is in uh, Indiana, and then uh, I'm assuming North Carolina then played at their home stadium, as well, okay. which is Wake Med Soccer Park Field Two. Is uh, yeah, in North Carolina. So yeah, semifinals were played at the the home of two teams, not in the regional bubble anymore. So, yeah, and then uh, both of those teams won. Surprisingly enough, they won at home. So, yeah, the final, which will be um, Saturday, this Sunday, 22nd of July. Uh, I have no idea where it is, though, because uh, Google is not helping me out. But, yeah, I'm sure it'll be somewhere. Okay. Well, shoot. Um, what, just on air, quick on-air production meeting. Because I know we're going to do the World Cup Pick'em Draft in in a little bit. We're going to do that later tonight. I'm going to have to get the kids uh, in about basically. I don't I don't have that much more than like a half hour before I have to get the kids. So let's uh, let's kind of get moving. So Justin, you want me to do the balloons quick? Yeah, just just power through. I'd say yeah. just just power through. You're the best I'll, at it. I'll I'll power through. I'm going to keep it rolling. Thank you, Stat Daddy. So we just had three home games in a row, two wins, one loss. We beat Timbers 2, we lost Real Monarchs, and then we beat LAFC 2. Currently, the doubloons in the table, they are sixth out of 14. So well done, doubloons. Then forward Madison. Forward Madison, they hosted Central Valley Fuego FC, which always reminds me of Takis. They won. They beat the Takis 1-0. And then they went over to North Carolina FC and they drew 2-2. They are currently second out of 12 teams in the table. They are behind Northern Colorado Hailstorm. All right, Minneapolis City, the Crows. Wait, hold, on, hold on real quick. Sorry. Sorry to get you off the rails. Shout out to the name of the guy that got the red card for Ford Madison. Ford Madison. Ford Madison. Samuel Edward Brotherton. What a great name. Yeah, just high quality name, but don't get red cards, guy. Yeah, Yeah. no red cards. Not in the 54th minute, at least. Jeez. All right. The Crows, we have just two weeks left of the season. The Crows, they draw at Thunder Bay 2-2. They win 1-2 at Winnipeg. Then they host Winnipeg, win 2-1. Then they go to RKC Third Coast, right? Racine Kenosha. They lose at Racine Kenosha. 
3-1. So they just finished. Oh, sorry. They're done now. They're done now. So they had their last two weeks of the of the season while I was away and checking my brain off. So they finished sixth in the league, which I believe is a step up from last year. And by six in the league, I mean six in their deep north division, six out of seventh. I believe last year that they were last, right? Last year they were dead last. So yeah, and they had one win. So they had three wins this year and three draws. So that's already a step up. We got more wins. We got more draws. We got more points. Yeah. Yeah, already a step up, but you do see them behind, right, other sort of local teams, you know, so Thunder Bay did win it all, but then RKC, a brand new team, they get second in that division. It goes Thunder Bay, RKC, Winnipeg, St. Croix, which is just in Stillwater, Rochester, which is just 90 minutes away. I was just there today. Then it's Minneapolis City, then it's Bavarian United out of Milwaukee, but it is an improvement from last year when they were six of six. All right, let's finally talk about the loons. Which one of y'all wants to get us kicked off? Jeremy, you want to, you you had such like a, do you remember you had a big impassioned speech ready to go after this clunker? You still got that on deck? Yeah, are you still yeah, I mean, so pessimistic? So we lose one to four? Well, I, I think there was two things from this game that really like stuck in my craw. The first one is, and, the, and this is the Austin game to everyone. That's this listening. is the Austin game. If you watch the first thirty minutes of this game and then shut it off, there is no way you thought Minnesota United lost this game. So yet again, just a dominant thirty minutes of play. We just took control. Then Austin gets a goal on a breakaway, so we kind of allow them to, um, you know, they sneak by, had very few opportunities, they score. But what really gets me is um, the penalty in the 45th minute. And, you know, I just don't understand how you don't at least go to the replay for that. And they gave their explanation about no clear and obvious. But, like, I mean, anyone watching that saw that Debasi, you know, at the very least was shoulder to shoulder. And the leg clip was questionable at best. At least go. And, like, what's the point of having VAR? if you're not going to use it for situations like that, because honestly that cost them the game. It a hundred percent cost them the game because it took a game that they were dominating and put them down to nothing. And I told Justin because of the way they were playing, I, I sent him a text message at halftime that said, this game will either be three, nothing in the first 10 minutes of the second half, or we're going to come back and tie it. And within eight minutes of the second half, Austin had scored their third goal. And we just kind of looked like we weren't there anymore. Pookie came on. He, Gave us a little bit of spark, a little energy. Uh, shout out to Devin Paddleford for getting his first ever MLS goal uh, for the team. But um, that penalty really pissed me off because it yeah. did change the whole outcome of the game. Shout out Devin Paddleford. Paddleford. Yeah, I again, I I was out of it, but I was reading your text messages, and yeah, I that. It sucks, and I know that this isn't just an MLS thing. It sucks that VAR seems so subjective. And again, if you you know the whole the whole purpose of VAR is to get it right, and if there is an explanation for it, you know, if it's just that we little fans, little fans with podcasts, if it's just that we don't understand, then explain it to us, right? Explain it to us, but. I've said this many times. Don't just expect us to get invested into these games and just 
take nothing, take no explanation, no, you know, educate us, educate us. If you're going to have these decisions that don't make sense to us and you, <laughs> that just never happens. That never happens with the premier league. It never happens with the MLS. It's just, it's ridiculous. At least the NFL makes sense. At least the NFL, they, they give us explanations. They try to teach us about what they're doing every time they go to the booth, but I don't know why soccer doesn't do it. And, and I guess, I mean, I don't know, James, Justin, if you watched the play or watched the game or, or what, where you were at with all that, but to you, was it a clear and obvious penalty? No, not at all. It was, it was, it was a situation, like you said, where I think both guys get to the ball at the same time. I mean, watching the replay, I know I'm biased, but I think that Debassi gets a, gets a toe on the ball, right? Like, his his foot motion right after that is when the ball changes course and and their thought process well it may have also been the other guy right but they didn't they didn't give me evidence of that right all they said was it was it was one of those situations like in the NFL where they're like we don't know what to do so we're just going to not call or we're not going to call a penalty that's usually what they do right or no they're going to they're going to stay with what the call was on the field and that's what they did here but i don't yeah i don't know why you just don't have the guy use his own eyes to rewatch it and he can corroborate corroborate it with what he saw real time right maybe he gets to see it from a different angle that he didn't see before but to just not even not even think about that very confusing yeah i'm the same like i've said it multiple times like i like the way when i watch rugby you hear the video ref you hear the ref you hear the chatter the talk the explanation about what's going on for the for the common person who's watching the game, right? But here it's just they look at a screen, yeah, they, they come up with something, and then, yeah, I just, there's so many ways they can make this better, and I think that whatever it is now is just not working, right? So you, you're left with these baffling decisions, and then, you know, you have Andrew Wiebe doing, like, the, the VAR review video each week on YouTube where, yeah, you just, you just seem like questioning referees half the time, being like, was this clear and obvious? Was this? Should we have stuck with what was on the field? Should this have gone to VAR? Should this have been a penalty? And it's like, if you can make, you know, 10, 15 minutes of decent content every week on just that, then there's probably a problem. Well, and you know what? Take away the controversy. You can sit here and disagree with whether or not it was a penalty. Go to VAR and keep it a penalty. Like, if that's like, you know what I mean? Like, if he really thought it was a penalty, what is it hurting having him look at? Like, and I'm not saying like, listen, I'm not a replay guy. I'm not, I don't want the game to be stopped all day long, but like, you're talking about like uh, a potential like game deciding moment in the 45th minute of a one, nothing game. And you're not even willing to look at it. You know, they stopped the game for however long to decide if they're going to look at it. How about instead you just look at it? Sure thing. Well, shoot. So that was the first of three games that I missed. Let's move on to the second of three games we met that I missed. So this was zero to three. Um, we win at Houston. So we go to a very, very hot place to play, and we come out with the win. This would be our first start for Timo Puki. So Timo Puki did come on against Austin. But this is, I don't know, I would say that this, since this was a more festive occasion, I'm going to say that this is the official start of the Pookie party 
in my eyes. Guys, what do you have to say about this game? It looked it, good. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. It, it was what we want. It's oh, what we want our team to look like. We were explosive. We we looked we looked electric. It felt like I mean, obviously, right? You score two goals in twenty minutes. That's that's going to be pretty exciting stuff. But it it just felt like this is it. Like this is why we brought Pookie in, right? So Ray could set him up with these delicious balls. Uh, <laughs> didn't that <laughs> James that face? Easy on that face, James. And uh, and also. Uh, and also Longwane, right? It allows him, it frees him up because he's less of a focus because everyone's going to be paying attention to Ray. Everyone's going to be paying attention to Puki. Some like if, if those two guys are going to take as much attention as we already have seen them getting, it's going to make other people's have have open opportunities. Bongi was the first one to to capitalize on that. So yeah, really fun game. Other guys. Yeah, I- the 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 goal, the Pookie goal as well, is so great because he starts running while Ray's back is turned, right? And Ray just, like, turns around, slots a pass to an already running Pookie who just slams it in the net. And Jeremy brought up a very good point, which was, would Mender Garcia score this goal? <laughs> well, it was, it was such a professional goal. Like, it was just such a, like... I'm going to take it. I know right where I'm going to put it. I know how I'm going to move the goalie so that it's good. It was just such a professional goal. And, and even with bongies, like, I don't think our players have felt like they could have patience as a goal scorer. Bongi's goal. I mean, he, what he, he kind of reared back about three times before he kicks that ball, he forced Houston to commit. And that was just something we hadn't seen in a while. So it's so great to have that option. Yeah, and uh, and it's crazy when you look at the stats, right? Like twenty eight percent possession, <laughs> they had twenty four shots and we had eight. Like they had five hundred and forty one accurate passes and we had one hundred and sixty. Like just nine corners to one. Like we lost like almost every important stat line apart from offsides. But man, we got the win. It was good. Take that, Dylan Wolpers. It's still our birthday. That's Houston, right? I'm not. I didn't see much about Dylan yeah, Wolpers like Houston. on Twitter. So, I mean, we like just that. win this game every time, so you don't have to keep saying it, right? Like we just know. Ah, well. Sorry, Dylan. Sorry, well, Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> I'm sure you're a nice guy, but it's our birthday now. So yeah, like that game was sort of vintage Minnesota United, right? Right, Minnesota United when everything is going well, we take opportunity of the chances that we have. We score some goals and we lock things down and we come out with the win. Uh, This next game against LAFC, and it it seems like kind of going back, we always play a little bit different against LAFC, right? You probably remember a couple of years ago that the Mason toy brace where we just kind of came out with a different kind of lineup and a different type of different type of tactics. He tends to shift things up a little bit. But maybe that also does have to do with our new look offense. This one-one draw at a packed Allianz Field, and from the highlights I saw, a pretty loud Allianz Field. It is a one-one game, and it's a one-one game in which we shared the possession fifty-fifty with LAFC. I thought it was our best game of the year. I mean, and that's coming off a three-zero win 
you know, and I know it was a draw. Um, but I mean, honestly, I couldn't even, I couldn't look to any player on the pitch and say that they had a bad game. I mean, I felt like everyone played well. Um, you know, Vela got a, made it, had a really nice goal. It wasn't really anybody's fault. It was just a really nice goal, nice play. You know, people are going to score on transition against us. That's going to happen. That's how people are going to score against us, the way we play. And then that goal that we scored, oh, my God, how awesome was that? Amazing. That was a sexy goal. Shout out Curvin for that that pop pass. Or what What do you call what he did? I don't know what the technical term is, but that was nuts. He just He just kicked the ball over the defender right to Ray. Just so patient. It was like the training ground stuff, right, that, that they talk about in the commentary team. It was just guys that like playing soccer together doing a really fun goal together. That was fun. And I know a lot of people kind of brought up their frustration with the um, with the breakaway where Bongi um, wasn't able to put the ball in the net. But, you know, I, I've watched the replay on that a couple times, and I'm not, I'm not really sure that Ray shouldn't have just taken that himself. Um, just kind of the way the players were positioned on that one. Um, you know, he kind of, Bongi didn't really, he, Bongi probably should have chipped it instead of trying to drive it. But, um, you know, I kind of thought Ray should have taken that one himself. But the fact is, is that we put ourselves in those opportunities. And I think now with the players that we have, we're going to finish those more than we don't. I agree. Well, all right, stat daddy. Ray yeah, so, is him. Yeah. So Ray, Ray is him. Our, our Ray is, is him. Ray <laughs> is him. Ray is him. As the kids say. Uh, so our buddy Blake on Twitter, shout out Blake. Uh, he had this cool stat. He had a couple of cool stats he pointed out. So the first tweet is from July 16th. So since Ray had re- has returned, he is, he's first in the MLS in shot creating actions, first in key passes, first in expected assisted goals, first in expected assists, first in passes in the penalty area. So, right. So he's already just making his presence known as someone setting us up for success in dangerous areas. Uh, and then yesterday, or for, excuse me, yesterday he, he tweeted about the last game that he's first the MLS is in crosses into the penalty area, first the MLS in successful take-ons, whatever that is, and uh, first in progressive carries. So uh, Ray when you is take on someone and you win. There you go. <laughs> you so he, he's playing great. He uh, another thing to point out is that his fault mob score for that LAFC game was a nine point two. So. Last episode, we talked about his 9.1 against the Timbers being, you know, the top for a team in the season. Uh, he bested that against LAFC. So he, he is just pl- playing super fantastic. He's at an 8.31 in his Fault Bob score right now. Obviously, that's a small sample size, but that would put him top of the league if, if, if he were able to continue that throughout a whole season, which wouldn't that be nice. But uh, he's just looked great. And he has he has just made us a, a much better team, obviously, right? We we can keep bringing it up, right? And and it's it's still true, you know. He's he we are a much better team with Ray on it. He is amazing. <laughs> it, is he one of the best peer passers in the MLS? I mean, like, just I know there's a lot of other things he does really well, but like just as a peer passer, like. I mean, I haven't seen a ton of other games around the league, but it just seems like he's special. Yeah. The other one's probably the guy that's number one in the MLS right now. We've played against him a couple times, but he is just a fantastic 
fantastic passer. Uh, but but you're right, it's not not super common in this league. What were you gonna say, James? What I was gonna say is like you you talked about like how good Ray was, and with uh, you got a nice stat here about the XG, right? And in the first 15 games, we had four games that we were over two XG, and we had multiple games that were 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, or 0. 0.7, right? So like pretty terrible in the XG department for some of these games. Since he's been back seven games, we've also had four games with two XG or more. So already in half the games, we've looked much better in front of goal. And we haven't gone below a 1.2 XG in any game that he's played. But any game that he's played, like you said, he makes us look so much better. He makes us look so much more dangerous. That's kind of what the thing is. Even if it's, you know, even if we're not scoring goals, and I mean, we still had an XG of 1.2 against CF Montreal, and we didn't even score a goal. Like we lost 0-4. Like it was it was bad. But we still looked threatening in places. Like we still looked like we were gonna score. So yeah, I think that's uh I think that's really exciting. And you know, before Ray, we got fries twice. Since Ray, we've had fries three times. So no, Ray equals more fries. That's what I'm hearing. Now, I, I know Sam's going to push us along here because we, we're getting close to the deadline. But uh, um, I have to, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to who someone who's clearly a listener of this podcast and someone who clearly listens to me because ever since I went on my little rant, uh, DJ Taylor has looked great um, coming out of the back end. So, you know, DJ, I'm glad that you took to my coaching. I'm glad that you, um, you know, heard what I had to say and, uh, it's great to see you, uh, you know, really playing well these last few games. Nice. That's what you can expect from Pot on Loons. We might not always be right, but we definitely uh, don't mind admitting when we were wrong. <laughs> Usually it means we're, we're doing something cool. So, there, <laughs> oh, yeah. man, I'm sorry that you're playing well. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good problem to have, right? When the guys that you are complaining about play well, it's, it's very nice. Nice to have happen. Yeah. Quick look at the table before we run out of time. Uh, we are 10th, one spot off the playoffs. We have one game in hand over uh, Houston Dynamo, who we are one point behind. So, yeah, we have a couple of games. We have a game in hand over most of the people ahead of us, if not two games in hand. So, yeah, we could uh, we could climb back up there quite easily. Colorado yeah, Rapids, Timbers, LA Galaxy, Sporting Kansas City, all below us at the moment. What I think is going to be weirdest about all of this is so, right, our, our next two games are both in the League's Cup. We're playing Liga MX's Puebla. That is going to be on Sunday, July 23rd at 8 p.m. And then Thursday, July 27th, we're going to be playing Chicago. All right. Those are our two currently scheduled games in the League, League's Cup. Hopefully we do well in them so that we can keep it going. Otherwise, we're not going to have soccer again until Sunday, August 20th, when we play NYC FC. So we got to win, right? This is kind of reminding me of the MLS's back tournament where it's like, shoot, we better win because this is fun and I don't want to have to watch Tiger King again. Do you think we're going to like go for it? Like, do you think we're going to play it legit or are we going to rest guys? Why would we rest them? We got like a month. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, the only I, games they I don't play. know, but I'm just saying Heath isn't a rest him during the cup guy. Like he'll Heath will rest guys against, you know, 
USL teams, but Heath isn't going to rest guys against Liga MX teams or against other MLS teams. Heath likes cups. Heath likes to win trophies. Um, Heath has, right, he's he's won trophies with Everton. He's talked about the disappointment that he felt when we lost the U.S. Open Cup final. He really wanted to win that. He's going to take this seriously. He's going to start the big guys. Also, shout out Minneapolis City right at the end tomorrow against Duluth uh, in the Minnesota Super Cup. Oh, yeah. 7 p.m. Edo Nelson Field. So. Okay. Okay, so their season isn't totally over. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, hey, everybody. We're going to sign off. We're actually going to come back at you pretty quick. On Wednesday, if you check your podcast feed, sort of preparing for the Women's World Cup that's going to be kicking off on Thursday night, we're doing a pick'em draft, right, for all of the big tournaments. We've done it for right the Men's World Cup. We've done it for the Men's Euros. We did it for the Women's Tokyo 2020 Olympics. For these big tournaments, we like to do a pick'em draft where we sort of pick teams and we have a scoring system and we see who's going to win. So check that in your podcast feed for Wednesday. You'll see the four of us plus two guests. We're just going to be goofing off, playing a little pick'em game. You can join us. Try to replicate it on your own. I don't know. I always have fun with those episodes. So check us out then. I don't know. Anyone have anything quick to say before I get my kids? Let's just stop Justin getting back to the winning streak. <laughs> that's the main thing hey you know what i'm excited i'm excited for how many people do we have this year well it's the four of us and then we're going to making their podcast debut or i shouldn't say podcast debut because i i know chad has been on podcasts before but but chad known for waving the big huge flag in the wonder wall right he is going to be joining us as is fellow well as is justin's fellow farmington high school alum Class 06, baby. Nice. <laughs> nice. Do you think she voted for you for prom king? <laughs> we could ask her. Keep yeah. that, write that in the notes. We'll let's see. Put her, let's put her we'll on put the spot. No, we're not going to put it in the notes. <laughs> we're not going to put it in the notes because I, I don't, I want to get her on the spot. I want to make her panic a little bit if she voted for some other dude. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Peace out. Peace Bye out. On your loons. Bye on your loons. Pat on your loons. See ya. Peace.